NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. President Biden says it's our turn to support relief efforts after powerful tornadoes ripped through Kentucky. Tornadoes are such devastating storms. Back where I'm from, we're used to hurricanes and floods and high water. These tornadoes are just something totally different. Biden reassured Kentuckians that he'll make sure the federal government steps up and provides the relief they need. A vaccine mandate for health workers is back in place for roughly half the country. A federal appeals court in Louisiana made a ruling today in a case that involves more than a dozen states. They had sued in federal court over a policy that affects hospitals and clinics that participate in Medicare and Medicaid. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is taking aim at critical race theory, or CRT. Appearing in Sumter County, the Republican proposed the Stop Woke Act to ban the teaching of CRT in Florida schools and workplaces. I'm Brian Shook. Art Winery reminds listeners that another holiday season is right around the corner, but for many, it may turn out to be a less than joyous one. Open your hearts to the less fortunate by dropping off a toy at one of the Toys for Joy drop-off points around town. This reminder from Hart Winery, serving the community since 1980. For one of Temecula Valley's oldest winery and wines of exceptional quality, call 951-676-6300 or visit hartfamilywinery.com. Renee Walker of Vila Homes reminds drivers that with the holiday season upon us, our children are counting on your safe driving habits. When you get on the road, remember the three C's of safety, caution, courtesy, and common sense. Safe and sober driving is everyone's responsibility. This reminder from Renee Walker of Vila Homes, representing buyers and sellers all over the Inland Empire. Whether you're selling, buying, renting, or leasing, look to the experts with over 10 years of experience. Call 951-653-6872. That's 951-653-6872. 72 or visit ReneeWalkerHomes.com. That's ReneeWalkerHomes.com. That's Renee Walker of Villa Homes on the air because they care. It's time to make the Tri-City Center in Redlands a regular part of your weekly shopping experience. Tri-City is home to a wide assortment of quality businesses, including the all-new Ocean Aquatics. Check out their variety of exotic tropical fish along with fish food, accessories, and tanks of all shapes and sizes. The Tri-City Center is located just off of Alabama and the Tennessee exits in Redlands. Visit the Tri-City Center today and find out why it's called the Mall with a Heart. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. 800-518-2281. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor, and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com, or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. This is KCAA. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and the business world. On today's show, Scott visits with equine photographer Lynn Glazer. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen.
Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson. So if you're joining us on KCAA, the NBC affiliate, uh, radio affiliate in California, or watching our, our podcast on many of our platforms, we want to thank you and welcome you to the show. Today we have a very special guest, Lynn Glazer. Lynn is an internationally known photographer. She's an Army captain, uh, reserve, and uh, retired. And she also worked for Motown. She has a great story and I can't wait for you to hear some of them. You're going you're gonna to love it, especially if you love horses and photography. So, Lynn, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. And also, thank you for your service. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, oh, 11 man. years of peacetime. Lucky me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you. So, um, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. So, the military. So, how did you get involved in that to become a I did the RTC thing. I did the RTC thing where where the two-year program, the, the interesting thing about that was uh, when I went to the summer camp, it was the first time that men and women had ever trained together, ever. Oh my. Oh so my. they made the rifle range optional for women, optional on a Saturday. Oh, I was all over that ever since shooting at Disneyland as a little kid, man, I wanted to do that. Sure. The thing was that the, all the people from reporters and brass were hanging out too so this guy was behind me trying to coach me it was the hottest day of the year and and uh and i'm i'm prone on on uh black tarp over little rocks uh very uncomfortable and i missed qualifying by one shot uh, i missed it and i i yelled these effing rocks and i stood up when the range master said i could and dusted myself off and and uh turned around and was facing stars a general and he said what kind of rocks are those cadet <laughs> and i said small ones sir <laughs> <laughs> and i never miss qualifying expert again <laughs> oh my, oh my. <laughs> small ones how's that for a story small ones sir yeah, i always thought that awesome. should be reader's digest you know <laughs> absolutely that's wonderful that's wonderful so that's a beautiful uh, background there a beautiful picture so i'm assuming you took that I did while waiting for riders on the world famous point-to-point uh, -point endurance ride called the Western States Endurance Ride that's known more colloquially as the Tevis Cup. Yeah, that, so that just wrapped up and you're the photographer, so. Mm -hmm. I, no, I I'm one of the photographers. It's right. a hundred hundred mile point-to-point -point course. Right. And one photographer can't shoot all no, that. No, there's no way. There's yeah, no, no way. way, no way. Yeah, but yeah. you've done it a lot of years though, correct? Yeah, I have started out webcasting when we invented webcasting yeah oh uh, with modems and waiting for dial up and uh having to make your own web pages it wasn't oh it wasn't good yeah oh my goodness so it just wrapped up and and yeah. I, I love reading and studying about tevis but for people that might not know what it is would you mind just sharing some facts about it yeah the fact is that uh it starts in the Truckee area and it goes from there starting at 5.15 in the morning and you have 24 hours to cross that finish line. And you have to be checked uh, many times. I think it's seven times by veterinarians and there, it includes two hour holds, two hour long holds and then the rest of them are gate and go. So you meet wow. the pulse qualification and off you go. And uh, you can stay as long as you want but you're chasing cutoffs all day long, which is uh, terrible. Um, because horses get pulled for overtime. And this year there were several horses that were pulled for overtime. They got delayed on the trail. They were given extra time in the next cutoff, but they still had a finish by 5.15. Oh, wow. Which is daylight. So you started so in the, the dark, dark. Oh. and you're riding uh, as much as 40 miles of that in the dark on cliffy trails, oh, looking down God. at the American River reflecting in the moonlight. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so, so many questions. So how, how do you photo uh, take pictures, you know, of that, if it's in the dark, how do you get the light just right? You don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think it'd be very difficult. <laughs> so they finish at the overlook, what's called the overlook in Auburn. And then they, uh, uh, there's some lights up there and a few people take pictures and then they end, they uh, go from there into the stadium at the Auburn fairgrounds and they do the lap there and then they're 
checked to make sure they're fit to continue and then they get their completion or not. So somebody takes, Bill Gore takes pictures under the, the Tevis banner there. And that's a, a very emotional shot that everybody buys, of course. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course. So, so how many riders? Compete? It varies. Um, in the past, it's been as much as 250. Oh, wow. And then more recently, it's been more like 200 riders. There's, uh, but this year, post pandemic and all the gremlins that can, can attack you on your way, um, sure. there were 133 that started. Wow. Wow. Which is not that many. And I wonder the extent to which they can pay their bills with that because there's fixed expenses. Sure. Sure. Especially for that. And, and I know there's a lot of volunteers. There would have to be volunteers. Helping 700 to 800 volunteers to pull this thing off. Oh, my goodness. So that includes people that drive rescue trailers and the roads aren't all that great. Right, makes um, sense. From some makes of these sense. spots, and and only two uh, two spots are the hour hold, and that's where the crews go, Robinson right. Flat and uh, and the Forest Hill Mill site, and then um, the other sites, uh, Michigan Bluff and, and Chicken Hawk are, are crew accessible, but the rest of them are not, and there's a good reason for why they're not. They're they're uh, they're gnarly, uh, some of them. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. Yeah. So, so taking pictures of, of this. So how do you get in position to get, cause taking pictures of horses is very, very difficult. I mean, anyone can do it, but to do it well is very difficult. Well, that's why I had so much fun teaching the Munch uh, uh, photography ranch workshops, because I had to teach all those people that maybe they were interested in ranch, but they didn't know horses, how to time the gates. Right. So I would teach them by, we'd just observe horses and I'd say, now, 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 now. And by the end of the workshop, not only could they time the work, uh, the horses, but they would time me when I'd walk anywhere. They'd say, oh. now, now, <laughs> now. <laughs> That's awesome. That was fun. Oh. Yeah, it was really fun. Golly. So, so taking pictures of the horses. So what are some of the, um, so, so taking pictures, I heard you were in waders for many hours in the well, water. The, as a the hard part for me is everyone gets assigned a place, like, so we don't overrun each other. So there can be five or six photographers on this course. And like one of the locations, that Cougar Rock location I talked about, it's an hour to get there over terrible uh, road. I'm, one time I had to drive to the area because the start was from a different place because of snow in the high country. And, uh, and I said to Bill, I said, should I bring a high clearance vehicle or four by four? And he said, four by four. So I borrowed my friend's Outback. I had a Dodge truck, but I was four by two. So I borrowed my friend's Outback and that included creeks. And, oh, wow. and I rubbed her rocker panels on the boulders crossing thing. Anyway, yeah, I said to myself, you're not doing that again. The other two were in lifted trucks. <laughs> Four by fours. Oh, so no. if you photograph somewhere like that, then you can't get to another spot on course until nearly dark. So right. my, my choice has been to photograph at Squaw Valley, wait for the last rider, which is a sweep rider. Those are riders, sweep riders of the Sierras. They have a antenna on their head and uh, ham radios. And, and they cover the entire route in, in wow. groups. Yeah, so when I see the sweep riders, I know I'm free run down the hill, change into shorts and, and, and head for Auburn. And wow. then from Auburn drive in uh, on Forest Hill Road until uh, Deadwood Road. And, and then seven miles of, of dirt road into Devil's Thumb. Then the hike, then comes the hike. So wow. I meet so my, my high school buddy there and he carries my camera for me and we boogie down to the river, which is about 33 switchbacks. It's about a mile and a half in elevation. Or no, a mile and a half in distance, a mile in elevation, a mile in elevation. Jeez. So it's a marathon for you too. Um, a friend of mine swam Lake Erie when she was a teen. She's done right. a bunch of ultras and marathons and she's ridden this ride several times. And she says, she told me right before this ride, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is come up from the river on my own two feet. The hardest thing in her wow. life. 
Wow. So that makes me feel a lot better sure, <laughs> about absolutely. my performance. Absolutely. So I'm rushing to get down there before the riders show up. And I met three of them on trail this time, which for me, that's pretty good. Right. And then across the river, onto the rocks, and put my waders on and uh, get out there. Oh, and my sit goodness. sit in the river for four and a half hours or so. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's so cool. But so is it dangerous? Have you ever got like a close contact or a story? Dangerous. The, the whole trail down is dangerous. I would it's, think it's so. It's turning rocks. And then the whole trail up is, is, um, is challenging. I'm using hiking poles. My buddy is too. Um, did better this year um, because I'd, I'd found this pulsed electromagnetic uh, um, uh, PEMF device and, and bought it and it fixed me up so that I had endurance more than before. So that's pretty great. Right. And, and I wasn't like turning around, bent over my poles, heaving my guts out. And my <laughs> buddy had hiked uh, 33 miles, section hike 33 miles of the PCT two weeks before. So he's in way better shape than me. I right. out hiked him. Did mm. you really? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So that's yeah. a challenge. You wait till it cools off a little to do that because it's a, uh, so you, you want it cooler, but do you want the mosquitoes? Hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> that's tough. That, that's really tough. So, yeah. so, so where did so the nobody rider... else wants to do it, Scott? Nobody else wants to do it. No, I was saying, man, it's tough what you're doing. But these pictures are worth it. So, so where can they go to see some pictures? That's a great lead into my question. So where can oh, they go and see some of the um, work? They, they, uh, they can go to photo.linsite.com. If I had the ability to show it here, I would. would. Um, but even if you just Google Lynn Glazer and Tevis, Lynn with an E, you'll, you'll come up with the, the Tevis stuff. I mean, obviously, awesome. if it's going to have a million hits shortly, it's yeah, had, and it was it's just had half a million in in the last three days. Half a million photos viewed. Yeah, that's just a big number. Half a million in three days. So it's so you it's have to incredible. have an industrial strength host. <laughs> absolutely, a absolutely. It just shows how big the ride is. So, so Scott will be right back with more from Lynn Glazer. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Today, we're gonna to talk about something I'm really passionate about. Those that know me, know I love my coffee. Those that don't, now you know I do. And we've been working on this for several months and we, we wanted to get it just right. And we don't put our name on anything unless we feel 100% certain it's, it's the best product we can get. And uh, we, we've done it, I really believe we've done it. We've created a coffee line, 13 great flavors. I'm gonna show you three of them. We have K-Cups in all 13 flavors. Here's a Jamaican Me Crazy. It's a, just a really great coffee. Everyone has great logos. It has a brand, the same brand that's on our horses, our trailers. You know that brand means something and we wouldn't put it on here if it wasn't good coffee. We have whole bean. This is a great Honduran blend and uh, it's a whole bean coffee. We have whole bean in all 13 flavors. And then we have a ground coffee. Uh, this is a really great one. My wife and I really like this a lot, loved it. So we named it after our daughter, Hayes Glenn. Everyone has the packaging and the logo of the show, our brand, and I hope you like it. I, I really believe you will. And we're going to have more flavors coming out soon. We're going to have the pumpkin spices, and then we're going to go to peppermint after that. And please send us your suggestions as well. You can find it at cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Think coffee shop, cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Thank you so much. So as yeah. far as the riders and the volunteers, do they mainly come out of the California area or are they all over the place that come in? All over the place. Really? So I think there were New Jersey, Minnesota horses. There were Florida horses there this year. Wow. Texas horses, a lot of Texans. Yeah. yeah a lot absolutely. of Texans. One of the Texans, uh, was in the top 10 this year. Really? Awesome. Uh, a bunch out of Arizona. One of the Arizonans was in the top 10 this year. Really yeah. cool. Really cool. So all the same kind of breed of horses or? The Florida horse won the ride. Really? And had won a ride in Italy six weeks before. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they, 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 they're on a streak. <laughs> well, that guy, he has won four Tevises and three Hagen Cups, I think. And the Hagen Cup is awarded to the horse in the best condition 
the one you'd want to get on and ride another hundred miles on right that horse so wow really incredible yeah really incredible And, and you asked about breeds so they are mostly arabians and arabian crosses and now mustangs really makes sense mustang won in 2018 won the best condition really oh wow and there's pictures on my website of this mustang rolling in the swimming in the river and rolling in the river oh my goodness oh that's so cool that you got that picture yeah he happened to be facing me and and he's looking at me it's just hilarious oh my goodness such personality for them to do that it, it makes sense why you'd have a Mustang too, for sure. Just so sure-footed. Well, but. they've got a lot of bottom. They're harder uh-huh. to cool because they're big-bodied. But right. they got a lot of bottom. The horse that has done the Tevis more than any other yes. was a quarter-horse mare. Did it 13 times. Oh, my goodness. A quarter-horse mare. Okay. Yep. Just a quarter-horse mare. Yeah. I'll be dang. I'll yeah. be dang. That's really cool. We raise quarter-horses, but... An endurance race. Huh. Well, obviously, the quarter horses that are in this ride, there's Korabs, too. That's a nice cross for endurance. Quarter right. and Arab out of working lines. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. A- absolutely. Absolutely. They go for days. Yeah. None yeah. of them are halter uh, halter types. They're all from yeah. working lines. Even my own uh, horse is a Rush Creek Arabian from a 62-year-old breeding program in Nebraska for uh, using Arabians for cattle work. Really? Really? Uh, so that's where my particular mount came from. That is awesome. In Nebraska. Yeah. Awesome. Nebraska, the Rush Creek Ranch is, uh, Rush, Creek. It, Rush Creek is huge. It's the biggest thing in, in uh, Nebraska. And, and now the Cowboys bring their own horses, but 62 years and they named them all with the same letter. So my guy had, had five full siblings. Really? So yeah, what's the name? So what's the name? So he's Rush Creek Danny. Rush His Creek older Danny. brother is Apollo. He was a herd sire for a while. And then Billy was, uh, and then Cricket. Cricket was supposed to do Tevis this year, but she had to, she had an injury and had to withdraw. Uh-huh. So then uh, the E um, had a pasture accident and the F is, um, what's the F? Um, I'm, for, I'm blanking on the F right now. And uh, the G was originally Galahad, but uh, he, uh, he's Geronimo, and he's standing at stud in Kansas. Oh, wow. The fantastic individual. Really yeah. cool. Finn. Really. That's that's the other one, Finn. So, Finn. yeah. That's how they, so, they go by, they go through the alphabet, for, um, skipping, uh, they didn't skip Q. There's Q horses. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> Q ball. Q ball did Tevis. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. Very clever. So, so what's it like driving into town, like toward the finish line and seeing a picture you did, like as a banner? Is that just the coolest That thing? was a first. It was up for the whole month of July. Wow. And it, it was, uh, and, and the city of Auburn did that. And they picked wow. the pictures um, and there were um, five of them used 48 by eight, eight feet tall. So I, I didn't really have perspective on where they were posting it to get off the freeway and see that was kind of neat. I bet it was yeah. really cool. I yeah, that's cool. It was really cool. Yeah. People went down there and had their picture taken in front of it. That kind of. <laughs> that's got to make you so proud just to um, affect people that way. Yeah. It's yeah. lives to take time to go take a picture in front of your picture. Yeah, and they did another banner that people did that with uh, also. And then their completion certificate was a river shot of just horses where you couldn't see any riders. Um, so, yeah, we were joking that that the river is the heart of the Tevis. Everybody knows Cougar Rock, but the river is special. But right. people can choose not to go in the water, go across the bridge, and there's a spring not far from there on the other side. So if they're fighting cutoffs, um, or they're trying to win the ride, they might not stop in the river. Right. So one gal who's who's top 10 too many times, the horse is um, top 10 five times, um, and he's world famous for his exploits. She rode his father, and and the, the wife of the owner rode this famous horse, and they just took it easy all day, and she had so much fun in the water. She's never had water pictures before. 
because I'd catch her on trail or something. Oh, really? So that was really fun for her. She had this huge smile on her face. And, oh, yeah. Father great. and son. And, that, the, and the father's 23 years old. 23. Wow. wow. So just make And my memories. buddy Pete did the ride. He's tried it 13 times. He's won a lot. He's got a lot of best conditions. 81 years old. He finished way up there. Oh, in the man. top 30, I think. 81. Amazing. So it's so inspirational. And that's what our show does, man. It's about inspiration and education. And that right there is just so inspirational. To, uh, just yeah. keep riding and keep doing it. Yeah. And, you know, that's the whole secret. Just keep Use going. it or lose it. I always Absolutely. say to myself, Absolutely. every time when we pull ourselves over the top uh, at Devil's Thumb, my buddy and I, we look at each other and say, same time next year. Got to do it until we can't do it anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's awesome. So, so we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with Glenn Glazer. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show on KCAA, the NBC affiliate radio show in California, and also on all our podcasts. And thank you so much for watching. Today we have Lynn Glazier, an international uh, well-known photographer. Lynn, thanks again for being on our show. And, and we were just talking about the Tevis Cup. Uh, but now let's jump into Gavalia, the touring show uh, that you've been a part of um, it, it, I saw some of your pictures and they were just beautiful, but for people that might not know Cavalia, would you mind just explain a little bit about it? Well, Cavalia, the, the fun part of shooting Cavalia is you better know your equipment because you're in the dark and wow. it's theatrical lighting. So it's constantly changing. So if you can't time horses, you're kind of dead. So I, I used to shoot like two round bursts, one, two, one, two. So that way, if the lighting was bad, um, I'd, I'd maybe have gotten it anyway yeah makes but, sense yeah makes sense so so, so how did as many you, so, as 50 or 30 as many as 32 horses i think on stage during the odessio show oh my goodness at once yeah oh my goodness so so how do you choose what you're gonna um take pictures of or photograph what do you so we got 32 animals out there 32 things going well, on that's a particular that's a particular uh act so uh um uh, you know that's like that's like a drill team with right, okay. ornate lighting and and backgrounds and so forth so some long shots and some tight shots because the costuming is so ornate and of course right. the the backgrounds are all projected and it's even projected on the floor so that's lots of fun beautiful yeah beautiful. so it depends whether it's horses and acrobats or uh, or, or just horses or just acrobats. And, and the original Cavalier show was quite different than the, the more recent Odessio, which is more, a little more circusy, a little mm -hmm. more circusy. And they do things like they put a, 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 a lake on the stage. Every a show. lake. Oh my lake. goodness. And I used to know what the gallons were. It's something like 40,000 gallons or something. And, they, and then they drain that. And they have a carousel that looks like a regular carousel that uh, where where the the poles go up and down and there's acrobats on that. Um, so m one of my great pleasures is they always invite me to the openings now, and and they give me a, a, the ability to bring somebody with me. And the last time I did that, I brought a, a young mother and her uh, young daughter, um, who's connected to my endurance world. And uh, that set horses in her young life forever. Absolutely. It's a few years since. And, and what a delight. It's a second row. What a delight to share the magic of horses like that with children. Mm. It changes their life. Changes their lives. Mm -hmm. I grew up horseless. I grew up wanting, wanting horses. So what did I have? I had OPH, other people's horses. <laughs> I had experiences like one of the first times I was riding double with somebody and the saddle's uh, cinch was not uh, tight and oh. it slid around underneath the horse and I kept riding anyway. My friend uh, bailed 
the horse's name was Fink. I'll never forget. And I kept riding upside down and she's yelling at me, bail up. Wow, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> he's walking along. <laughs> I was a camp counselor. I mean, I got my, my family to go to a dude ranch once. All the things you do, you go renting horses everywhere and get the rank ones. And yeah. So, so what gave you the, the perfect eye to be able to take pictures and shoot horses? Because it's a skill set. Is it just a desire or is it just timing or, or how do you do that? Like Kavalya in the dark with, with, um, with people and horses, everything going on. How do you, how did you train yourself? I set assignments for myself. So I numbered them. And when I was done 10 years later or something, I had 500 folders all with whatever it was I was trying to do that day. And I did it with my own horses. So if I wanted to practice shooting into the sun, then I, I would, that was what I would title the thing, contrajure number one or something like that, and uh, which horses. So I could look at that in the digital world and right. say, ah, oh, here's where I screwed up. And don't do this and don't do that. Right. And then the, the timing. So just like um, uh, Kavalya, endurance in the morning is practically in the dark. You have to have control of your controls and be able to spin the dials and, and react. So now if somebody suddenly appears, I can actually grab the camera, set, set it, and, and get the shot. And it's not a grab shot. It's perfectly timed. That's just practice and practice and practice. And that's the secret to success, isn't it? That's the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to want it. You got to practice for it for sure. And but digital lets you experiment. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? Oh, look what happens with I do this on a black horse versus a gray horse. Right. Wow. Grays yeah. are simple. Blacks, blacks are not. But grays, you can do edge lighting. You can do you can do some uh, fantastic effects with both. And then right. chestnuts who always look good. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But you also have to get your post-production good because you can make a chestnut look like an orange blob if you don't understand. And your lab can do that too. Right. Pay a little extra, have your lab color check. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tool right there, a little trick. Oh, yeah. That's How about a body clip chestnut? What's uglier than a body clip chestnut? <laughs> don't know. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness so 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 colors so so when yeah. you're when you're doing a shot your pictures yeah. are so beautiful and they're so bright how, how did you learn okay so we talked timing how did you learn colors because like you're saying the sorrel the black with the black background if it's dark how do you do that because you can't shoot a big flash it's a, well it's it, it's where you meter and it's how you use the the what we call the aperture triangle so ISO shutter speed and and uh, um, uh, yeah ISO shutter speed and aperture. So you choose uh, how you want to run it. And are you are you shooting Cavalier? You need some depth of field, uh, but you you're going to die if you don't have the shutter speed. So you have to shoot shutter priority to shoot Cavalier, and then you're watching your shutter speed all the time. And you're using, I'm using my thumb in the dial to dial the ISO up and down so that I don't lose the shutter speed. So, so uh, I teach people to, uh, um, to, to watch that. There's a $12 book uh, by Brian Peterson that I aimed them at to, to learn the very basics of photography. And my own nephew, I usually you tell the people this and they don't bother to learn. My nephew had to do photography, has to do photography as part of his job. And son of a gun, he read the whole book, came up here for lessons with me. And, oh, such a pleasure to teach people who want to learn like that. It's wow. Great. So what's, yeah. what's the name of the book? Um, his second book is The Art of Seeing. I'm trying to remember what the first the book is. Seeing. It's a basic, it's, that's, that's the next level where he's teaching you how to learn uh, shoot creatively. So it's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Peterson. Brian I can't Peterson. remember what the elementary one well, is called, but it should be very... But they can look it up, sure. Yeah, they can look it up. It's like $12 and it has the basics in a way that's easy to understand. See, I love that. And he read the book and he met you and he did. went to you and asked for help. And that's he, awesome. He did. So, uh, so his next lesson is going to be on the Photoshop side. So I shoot raw. 
Do you know what RAW is versus no, JPEG? No, I don't. No, explain to us, please. So RAW is what um, most cameras uh, are set to do by default. You don't need Photoshop. It's ready to go right out of the, the thing. You can put it on the P setting or the A setting. You know what those stand for? No, tell, please tell us. No. P is, P is for program and A is for automatic, but P is... B is for professional and A uh, is for awesome. <laughs> we never use those. We use the creative side of the dial. Yes. So, uh, yeah, but we, we love that. Uh, and of course, these phones, I have mostly shot with my phone for the last two years because I can do even action shots with the phone. Wow. Awesome shots. Okay. These phones are amazing now, but you, yes. there are tips to do it better. So I, I teach those to, to people along the way, especially my family. You know why? Why? I get to see better travel photos. <laughs> yeah, so well, after, Thanksgiving, yes. after Thanksgiving, we have a session, 10 minutes long, and I get improvement in the next year's uh, That's pictures. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Selfish. Yeah, no, smart, clever. Very yeah. clever. But the phones are amazing because what's the best camera, Scott? The best camera is the one in your hand. There you go. There you go. That you can grab and use right then. And, right. And yeah, don't be yeah. having to fish in the trunk of your car. Um, make the most of the moment because people will say, great shot when they really mean great capture. But if you weren't there, you wouldn't get Makes it. Sense. And yeah. that's what matters. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many times I'm at the barn. I see some wildlife come up and I wish. And they're like, oh, I forgot. I have my phone. You know, it just doesn't click sometimes, but uh, you're 100%. No, so the difference between RAW and JPEG, I'll finish that. So okay. uh, J JPEG, you can adjust those a little bit in Photoshop, but you have like three steps of development. And the blacks, if they're blown, you're dead. If the whites are blown, you're dead. In RAW, you have like seven steps of dynamic range. And that makes a big difference. So you can pull detail out of the shadows and pull detail back into the highlights. So wow. all, and you can shoot raw plus JPEG, but I never do. I like to develop my, my shots. So I do. You're a pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a pro. So if somebody wants to um, maybe uh, talk to you or get educated on how to uh, take better pictures, can they do that? They can. I did a webcast uh, um, for those that want to get in the business because photographers eat their young um, for the most part, but, but like yes. for endurance in particular, we need more people out there shooting these endurance rides because there's uh, besides Tevis, I don't do as many of them as I used to. I like the multi-day rides. I like that. I'd rather ride my horse. Right. Sure. So we need we need young. So I did a podcast for the Equine Photographers Network. Um, is that who I did it for? I can't remember, but it was on the business of equine photography and it's stuffed with tips on on how to how to do it and then i did one for nick on um retouching horse images wow. crap audio but it's still got good stuff in there that's yeah. awesome that's awesome well it's so great you're helping people get in the industry you know especially for the endurance rides and and there's so many people that come to me when we're on the road and and they say how do i get in the industry and i love taking pictures or i love photography and it's such a big industry they can find their way if they do the work do it as to. a sideline yes because of the way the industry is now that the magazines don't pay what they used to uh, the commercial stuff is is uh um, you can't compete with free right so there are still people that want my eye thank goodness yes um, yeah and occasionally that's even a wedding <laughs> only if there's horses yes. in it Yes, right. Absolutely. Because how many horse wedding pictures have you seen where the horses look like crap? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, crap. They <laughs> look bad. They look. But yes. They're distorted. Do you know about wide angle distortion? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. No. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this one tip on everybody. Right, so if you, you use your if you use your phone to take pictures of horses, if it's in the landscape, don't worry about it. If it's where you want proportions to look halfway decent, put it on two X and, and, uh, and, and no wide shots because it makes their heads into long skinny things, their, their legs into toothpicks, their bodies into sausages. And uh, um, yeah, the head in proportion to the, the rest of them is just absolutely grotesque. 
But oh if it's God. horses in pasture and the pasture is the scene and the horses are are a, um, a facet of the scene, yeah, regular 1x is just fine. And wow. then also use your portrait mode on your phone to take gorgeous headshots of horses because that lightens the, the interior, it darkens the outside, and uh, um, it, it just uh, really enriches the, the colors and everything. Portrait mode on horses, you think just humans, uh-uh. Right. And you know what else that works for? Tell us. Veterinary shots. Really? So like when we took the eyeball out of one of my rescue horses, I have two rescued Lipizan, okay. on the Lipizan cross, and uh, um, she'd been in an accident and broken her orbit on the inside and on the outside, very talented, and, mm. and uh, just had all kinds of trouble with that eye. So I showed my veterinarian how to take a perfect picture of an eye socket um, by putting it in regular mode and then putting it in portrait mode, which opened up the whole socket. She couldn't believe it. It's just a simple trick anybody can do. But those are lens tips of the day right there. I mean, that's just right yeah. there is going to make your pictures better. And that's, yeah. that's, that's well, so we helpful. all want to look at good pictures. A absolutely. I know everybody's trying to hit the pause button on the show to write down the notes, but um, that's great. They can also go to your website. I'm sure contact you, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Website. There's a, a Facebook Lynn Glazer imagery page. That's, I'm pretty lazy about updating, but yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's, yeah. it, I went to the page too. It's really cool. The website. I'm very active on Facebook, but it's not so much on the business side. Got it. Scott will be right back with more from Lynn Glazer. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, heard on KCAA Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to cowboyentrepreneur.shop. That's cowboyentrepreneur.shop. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code cowboy on checkout. Remember, that's promo code cowboy for an extra 10% off. Just go to cowboyentrepreneur.shop to order your coffee today. Gotcha. So, so let's talk a little bit about maybe working for corporate like Motown. Um, how did you get involved um, with the business side of it? Was that before the horses? The, the, the so my my weird trip was I did the army, and, okay. and and so I did active duty in Louisiana. I might point out I did th uh, three years in Louisiana among other things. Right. Yeah. At Fort awesome. Polk. So for army people, they always smile when they hear that because it has its own things back when it was a division post. And, and then I got out and I was an industrial engineer for a year at General Motors. Wow. How do you go to being an industrial engineer? I, I, I don't know. I had no training in it. And the people that hired me thought I could learn and I did. So I was there until they closed the plant uh, and got hired by the plant across town and they closed that plant. So anyway, <laughs> I went to aerospace from there. And, uh, and then, then GM bought Hughes. Oh no, oh, GM no. closed my plant. GM's gonna wreck Hughes. So I left there, <laughs> <laughs> got in the computer business, which I'd already taught myself and, and did that for 27 years. But most of it was entertainment clients. So yeah. lots of names, you know, um, and yeah, me, um, with a partner, I put in uh, Motown's first network. Very cool. So, 
that was 11 years of, of that. So I, I mean, I could say I did Dennis Hopper's computer work for 11 years. Yeah, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. What, yeah, what so a great road, though, to get to lots that. Lots of stories. Oh, I so bet lots of art departments. So lots of photography support. And then digital came along. And that was that. Instead of waiting for the results from film, which took forever, and then you had to remember what you did. Right. And being careful not to use too many frames because it was going to cost you a bunch of money. Or it sat in the camera for six months, and then you really didn't remember what you did. <laughs> digital was I got the longest zoom available in the really early digitals. You know about megapixels? This don't was point, this was 0.8 megapixels. Oh my. And I don't know what cameras are today because I stopped counting at 30 uh, right. pixels, Vega pixels. This is 0.8. So grainy yeah. and so forth. But zoom is what you need to shoot horses. You need telephoto, you need length so that you don't distort their proportions. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so how did you go from that to, to photography? Because there's so many people on different paths right now that I developed the eye. That's I, what it was. I had the eye. And, and uh, there was early interest in it from a lot of people, including uh, even the LA Times. So I, I uh, advanced really quickly. Right. Well, you developed that through all the practice and the 500 folders. And having your own, yeah, having your own horses to practice on. And right, that, mine got used call. to being able to do things to my bidding, like I'd send them out, loosen the land. I lived in a Longhorn Ranch for 14 years. Uh, where I'd send my horse out loose and then snap a carrot to call her back full speed and that's what, yeah that's oh, really, yeah. yeah that's a really good idea you know how many people could be snapping carrots this afternoon after they watch the show or listen to it uh, yeah well, they they'd be way out there in the land they'd hear a snap <laughs> carrot uh, my uh, my my filly and her her full brother and they'd come running yeah, oh you only got one try at it, so you had yeah. to be pretty good by then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's 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 great. That's a and great then going tip. to like racehorse uh, facilities um, and layup barns where you could just sit in a pasture and watch, 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 watch. So just so watch. much observation. And I'm sure you could probably get out there. People want their horses taken, uh, you know, pictures of their horses anyway, and you just offer to do it just to learn on, you know. Maybe I, I don't know, but there, there's a way to get there, you know. And, and uh, there is. Everybody has a different uh, has a different desire. I did this one barn where it was all rescue horses, and they built this enormous Portuguese style barn. Oh, um, wow. And and they plan to take the results of our shoot and put them put giant pictures of these horses up. I mean, giant. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So billboards. So I used to really? mutter to myself when I was shooting a Cavalia because you always had to remember whatever you shot might be used in a billboard and you're at really high ISO. So it's really grainy. And anyway, yeah. So cool. So cool. So you have to be flexible. So at Squaw Valley this year should have had the most gorgeous shoot ever because I found a new spot last year or the year before last. And we had the fires. Right. So it's totally smoky. So what do you do with smoke? You can't shoot approach shots because no. it's all grainy. So I could shoot four shots of each rider. And I just said to myself, it's like fog. So just treat it like fog. Just wait till they get close. Use your perfect timing and do it. And I yelled to the riders, pretend it's fog. <laughs> See you in the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's quick thinking right there. That's just adjusting on the side. I mean, that's... Just like yes, you do, uh, you get a horse that's, uh, you, you got to treat them all like individuals. You treat your shoots like individuals and figure how, out how to get the most of any situation and don't and, panic. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Embrace a challenge. You know, that that's what you did right there. And that's just so clever. You know, you didn't panic. You made a joke with it. And you just kept I've going. I've gotten stuck with my four by two in places it never should have gone. Uh, yeah. Got oh. flat tires in the Troya cactus, just everything. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. so, so what's the most dangerous spot you've been in? Dangerous. Or, or, or maybe not as safe, you know, I mean, cause you're in there with the riders during trip. Uh, yeah. There was this one, sh one shoot where if you wanted the lake in the background, you had to stand on the side of the steep hillside and not scare any horses. Oh my. 
I did have one jump off the trail, Saddlebred, jumped off the trail. His rider laughed her ass off because he was agile enough to not, because it was a steep drop off on both sides. Yeah. What oh, a mess. My. oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I had sign. I put signs up that say warning photographer had spread out if you want a separate picture or you know, options solo or groups. So you can have your picture together with someone if you want. Yeah. Oh, so you're putting out signs, taking pictures, warning them of smoke. I mean, you're doing everything. Well, no, I, I, yeah, yeah. And, and people want to say hello because they know me. And I'm yeah. going one, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> now, now. You're now. trying to count. Yeah. Well, every, every horse coming towards me, I ride them. So they might be gated. Okay. We had a hackney pony do the Tevis this year. Hackney. 12 hand hackney pony what was her mom riding a 16-3 saddlebred i kid you not they oh finished did they really good for them good so for them. you're going to time each horse according if if a horse has a lot of dwell in their trot you're timing that if they suddenly go from trot to canter which they do when they see me sometimes at the right. very last minute then you're you're timing that yeah. That is so cool. Fun, so you're huh? riding the horse. It makes sense. I am riding. I'm tired at the end of the day on a multi-day ride because I rode all those horses. Right. You well, maybe really only did. seven, eight steps, but still. But still they add up. Still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what what's next for you? What what's the big next uh where where are you gonna be uh, shooting next? Well, um, it, I, I am definitely not in the ascendancy of my career. I'm, I'm like the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The specialized, when you, when you want the air mace bag or something. Uh, then, then, <laughs> I don't know. I think, a, I think a lot of people are going to aspire to be even closer to where you are. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, ranch photography uh, um, is... Uh, is is always fun but there's a, a a layup and and training farm less than a mile from here where i know the proprietor and i'm going to go amuse myself part of the summer by doing uh doing shots there everything has changed i mean shooting racing um shooting shows became unviable because everybody would wander along and shoot over your shoulder and you'd hear him go Brrr. We call oh. that, uh, um, uh, well, we call it a lot of things, but, uh, <laughs> but shutter, shutter mashing in horses. Who wants to go through all those files with that high uh, file size because know. of the high megapixels and pick out the one good shot? And a guy like that isn't going to know what the one good shot either it is either. Right. So right. instead of now, knee slightly up, still pushing off behind, um, uh, up through the, the, the neck and shoulders, you know, carrying themselves. That's right. the shot I want. Somebody else will say, ooh, look, all the feet off the ground. No, that's the flat need thing, and it's, unless they have a lot of dwell in their trot, and it's uninteresting. Right. Flat knee, thrown out, gone. Right. Right. Well, looking at your pictures on your website, I, I could just see the action. It was like you were there. You, you bring people in on your shots, and that's what was so cool about it. It really yeah. makes you want to go do the ride or, or, or you know, or see it or something because you feel like you're a part of it. It, it is, and, and people return year after year after year. Some people volunteer in the same spots every year. My friend Tori takes pulses at Forest Hill every year. And and the last horses are out of there at nine, fifteen or so at night, pitch dark, going on the California Loop. Oh my god! Yeah, and they cross the river as part of this. They withhold the the uh, stuff from uh, upriver, and and they have like milk jugs with candles in them, so that the horses know where to cross oh under the full moon because it's always the midsummer moon. Yeah. So cool. Magic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we call it Tevis magic. <laughs> in fact, as the moon starts to get full in the summer, I'm just like, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. 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 Oh my goodness. That's but it's so the great. challenging yourself that you do. Same thing. 
that right. I'm always challenging myself to do it better every year. What right. can I do to, to do it better? That's a goal. Yeah. That's what we all do. Well, yeah. Lynn, thank you so much for being on the show. It was such oh, a my pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. And I could just talk to you for so long, but we are only allotted so many minutes. So uh, thank goodness. Yeah, but this uh, is fun. This is so much fun. And thanks for, for the uh, tips of photography. and, and uh, Yeah, I expect to see really good pictures out of you from your phone now, Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My expectation, if you want private lessons, I'll, I'll uh, be what, what, happy to we share some em. more. <laughs> we need them for sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much. And everybody that watched the show today, the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, thank you and listen to us on KCAA. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, Lynn, for being on the show. My pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com. out the day when I left Ritz-Carlton. I parked always in front of the hotel and I walked through the hotel, through the connection to the office building and went to my office 300 yards or whatever. I could have parked in the office building but I didn't want to go to work in office. I want to work in a hotel. So I walked through and walked through the restaurant, through the, through the pastry shop stole a couple of sweet rolls, etc. That was my routine. And I parked in front of the hotel. I had my spot in front of the hotel. And the last day, my wife picked me up and children. We got the last files. We said goodbye. And in the elevator, I said, ah, I didn't cry. And as I walked out, all the employees from downtown the hotel and here were lining my way from the elevator and the office building all the way to my car. And there I see people that started as dishwashers who were now department heads. I see people that were successful who were crying and I was crying. And, uh, and I saw, for example, I saw E.B. who came in as a refugee from Nairobi working as a dishwasher. And he's now, by the way, uh, managing in a Marriott over here in the neighborhood. Was long-time hotel manager in the Ritz-Carlton downtown. He became in as a dishwasher. And it was, I saw him in orientation. I gave the orientation. But soon later, I walked by the dishwashing area, and I've forgotten who that was. And there was this one kid who said very friendly, hello, good morning, sir, how are you today? And remember... Noticing that he's very clean. It's a very dirty job. Believe me, steam and dirty. But he looked very, very clean. So I didn't give it much other thought. But a couple of days later, as I walked by again, again, Sir, good morning. How are you today? And I look, it's this refugee. He was staying in front of the dishwasher. could see even his shoes were shining. And I said, wait a minute. And I said to the, to the head of the department, this kid, is he working at all? I mean, he's always clean. He's not working. Right away, my suspicion, I guess that's my, my, my German cynicism that came through. I said, he's so, he's so clean, and he, he can't be working. He said, Mr. Schulz, you're wrong. He's the hardest worker I have. But he's so proud. He changes a couple of times a day. He's a proud young man. He works unbelievably hard. Whoa, yeah. Pretty soon I come, go through the air again, and he's working in rooms. I was a waiter. 
the Rumsa's manager asked for him because he was exceptionally became a waiter. A few months later, he worked as a captain in banquet. KCAA Loma Linda, 10.50 a.m., 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan is one of the lawmakers whose texts to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows were released this week. Jordan's office confirmed the texts were released by...